Enjoy Friday night dinners at the American German Club. Doors open at 5 p.m. Dinner, dessert, and coffee services are served from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. only. There's a live band, full bar with liquor and wine, including German and domestic beers on tap. $10 for admission and dinner is just $12. Visit AmericanGermanClub.org for more info. I, was, I came to, here to Houston during Hurricane Harvey. I went to New Orleans during Katrina. And I've seen for myself what is happening in this country and around the world. But let's maybe bring up the topic of the day, which is the Green New Deal. Um, I read with great interest what they were suggesting. And I think these are well-intentioned people, and like me, are gravely concerned about our planet, climate change, and the things that we have to do. So the first answer to the question is, this would be a top priority. But we have to be sensible about it. So here we are in Texas, where mm -hmm. oil and gas is a primary product of, of this entire state, but yet you lead the nation in wind energy. So it's not an either-or situation. We can do both. But when I read the proposed bill in terms of the, the Green New Deal, and I read that in, by 2030 they're suggesting that every building in America is, becomes clean energy, conforms to clean energy, just to put that in perspective, because it's not realistic, that would mean that between two and 3,000 buildings a day would have to be reconstructed to conform to what they're saying. So and so let's be sensible about what we're suggesting. Let's not just throw stuff against a wall because it's a good slogan or we get a press release. Let's be truthful. And if there's one thing that I'm trying to do tonight, more than anything else, is tell you what I believe, tell you what I believe is true, and speak to you from my heart for someone who, is, who loves the country, who has benefited tremendously from the process of the country, and wants to see that continue. But when I see polit politicians start throwing things out that I know is not realistic, that is not being honest with the American people. Uh, well, welcome to politics, Howard. Um, maybe you would... Uh Maybe you thought it was going to be just like uh, opening up a successful uh, coffee. Did you hear earlier, I played a soundbite, and I'm not sure which one it was, where he talked about opening up 4,000 Starbucks in China? Yeah, I heard the whole audio clip. In a um, I, I short thought, period of time. And this is going to oh. sound terribly naive or maybe even um, somewhat racist, but I thought Chinese people drink tea. They, they probably serve tea, too, I imagine. Well, cold. Starbucks isn't famous for its tea, is it? No. No. I mean, you might get a, a chai latte, but I don't know anybody who goes to Starbucks to get a cup of tea. I don't know, because I don't know any real tea drinkers. Who do we know that <laughs> drink tea in here? Well, but that's why I say it, it appears to me when I go to a Chinese restaurant, they automatically ask if you want a pot of tea. They are huge tea drinkers, green tea, black tea, oolong tea, lots of teas. Right? Yeah. No one has ever offered me a cup of coffee in a Chinese restaurant. So how, why does Starbucks open up 4,000 coffee shops in China? Well, I'm just curious. One's opening up every 15 hours. Is that what he said? Yeah, in that thing earlier. Wow. It's not in that one, the clip that I give you, but yeah, it's every 15 wow, hours. Wow, every 15 hours. I guess uh, I was wrong about... Uh, He's got to be selling something out of there. Yeah. I mean, I, I maybe my friend Wheels send me a... A notification that I'm just wrong. Anyway, so he's right when he talks about getting rid of um, all kind, all forms of energy except this green energy. 
listen to this statistic today. Texas crude oil production breaks 1970 uh, record, the, the previous record that was set in the 70s. Um, Texas oil wells produced more than 1.54 billion barrels of crude in 2018, bre- beating the 1.28 billion barrels set in 1973. Natural gas production also grew, reaching 8.8 trillion cubic feet in 2018, according to the report. As the national leader in oil and natural gas production, Texas is paving the way for America's energy independence, according to Governor Greg Abbott, who said in a statement in response to the report from technological advancements resulting in increased oil and natural gas output to our LNG export facilities, the Lone Star State's energy economy is firing on both barrels. And uh, apparently, um, Ocasio-Cortez and a number of other people would like to uh, stick a pin in that balloon. You know, oil companies are reaching these phenomenal uh, production figures, a 40% commodity price drop during the fourth quarter. This is a direct result of uh, the policies that exist now. Uh, the Green Deal is going to shut down. Um, this industry, which is really, when you think about the jobs associated with the energy um, industry, when you think about how even third world countries are now able to have uh, enormous progress as a direct result of, of energy being affordable and being imported, well, what can I tell you? So the uh, the good news is uh, that that the president, in spite of signing what looks like a really crappy bill, uh, he really did start building the wall, more wall in Texas. He said in the campaign rally in El Paso that we've actually started a big, big portion of the wall today at a very important location, and it's going to go up pretty quickly over the next nine months. I assumed, you know, when I heard him say that, that it was just like, you know, hope. Um, that you know that he had to say that for his his folks, his people. He said it Tuesday at the White House. Uh, he said he started a big section of wall on the Rio Grande, and Trump was telling the truth. I checked in with agents at the Rio Grande Valley border sector to see if they knew what new wall he was talking about, and they sent me all kinds of information on construction for new border barrier announced last year. The project um, uh, funds six miles worth of concrete and steel barrier of the sort that agents told me in January is immensely successful in uh, deterring illegal border crossings. Oh, boy. Look at, look at, look at, look at. What can I tell you? And the $145 million for it didn't come from some long-ago-passed funding bill passed under former President Barack Obama. It was included in U.S. Customs and Border Protection's budget for fiscal year 2018. So unlike other parts of the new barrier construction and reparation, Trump can actually take credit for this one. Just saying. You know, my expectation is that the wall is going to get built and the money already exists, and the president has a staff devoted to finding that money, and then we should begin to see more and more of the wall constructed. If not, 
Well, then, uh, then all of my predictions about him winning again are probably uh, not going to happen. So, uh, people eating tasty animals. Liz Cheney mocks Cory Booker's vegan lifestyle. She's, of course, from Wyoming. And she, she said uh, she's the third-ranking House GOP leader on Tuesday tweeted out a picture of herself enjoying a steak, saying that she supports PETA, people eating tasty animals. <laughs> That's a dig at Booker, a New Jersey Democrat who recently joined the presidential fray. Uh, Cheney on Twitter tagged the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, Wyoming's top agricultural export in 2016 was beef and veal to the tune of over $80 million, according to the Office of the United States Trade Representative. Hey, at Cory Booker, I support PETA, people eating tasty animals. At Beef USA, hashtag Wyoming Beef Country, a grinning tweet, uh, Cheney tweeted. Booker recently sat down with Veg News, which is an online vegan-centric outlet, for an interview, and he discussed his introdu introduction to the vegan lifestyle back in the 1990s. Booker said the move felt like lifting a 20-pound uh, weighted vest off of himself. He said he ate his last non-vegan meal in 2014. The United States Department of Agriculture recommends two to three servings of meat daily based on recommendations in the Food Guide Pyramid, which has long been used to educate Americans on what a balanced diet looks like. Now, look, you can be a vegan. I've been a vegan, um, but it's a difficult lifestyle. Uh, you have to eat a lot of other proteins uh, to get enough protein. Meat is a sort of condensed form of protein. And if you look in your mouth, go look in front of the mirror right now. If you're driving, when you get to the next stoplight, um, angle your rearview mirror so that you can see your teeth. And you will notice that we have certain teeth like our canines and incisors, which are not for eating vegetables, okay? Therefore, chewing meat. Just saying. Tearing and chewing, actually. You know, we have forks and knives, but even if we didn't, we'd still be well-designed for uh, eating meat. So, Cory Booker, I, I, you are free to be a vegan. I wish you well. Um, I'm sure it'll be, uh, you know, a, a very peaceful lifestyle. It's a gentle lifestyle, no doubt about it. No, you know, no excitement, no good steak or hamburgers or, you know, anything else. But uh, please don't insist that the rest of us do that. Been there, done that, tried that. Had an oriental uh, doctor in uh, plantation or Davy somewhere, tell me after my motorcycle accident that if I didn't start eating meat and drinking bone broth, that I was never going to heal and would never walk again. He was right. Cory Booker's wrong. So, uh, Bill Gates, unlike how, whoa, unlike how, whoa, what's going on here? What is wrong with you? Something's uh, gone wrong with the microphone. It just kept getting louder and louder. I did not hear that at all. Well, I have headphones on, so I know I heard it. Um, Bill Gates has decided that uh, nobody should be as rich as him. Nobody deserves to be this rich, he said. Well, then give me your money. 
He claimed he had paid too little tax and did not deserve to be so rich. The 63-year-old, who is worth around $96.5 billion, said he and other business barons should have to contribute more. In an interview with the Mail, he said, I have paid more than $10 billion in taxes, but I should have paid more. I more than followed the law, but I think things should be more progressive. Well, I have a great idea for this father of three who made his fortune after founding Microsoft in 1975, and it is now one of the world's most valuable companies, Mr. Gates. Why not just send a check to the IRS? Why do you have to wait for a law? If you um, want to give $4.6 billion to charity, I applaud you. Uh, why don't you match that and give another $4.6 billion to the government? See, this is what makes no sense to me when these guys say, well, I think I should have paid more. Well, then why don't you pay more? You know, anytime I want, I can send the IRS a check. I just never want. But if he wants it, then I think he should feel free to cut them a big old check because um, he shouldn't be as rich, he thinks, as he is. He doesn't even run the company anymore. He hasn't since 2008. That's 10 years. And he is one of a handful of billionaires who has promised to leave most of their fortunes to good causes rather than to their children. He and his wife run the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which is dedicated to tackling poverty and disease in poorer countries. I don't deserve my fortune, Mr. Gates added. Nobody does. It has come through timing, luck, and through people I worked with. I certainly worked hard, and I think software has been a beneficial thing. But I benef benefited from a structure, too. I don't think giving the money to my children would be good for them or good for society. So after whatever consumption I have, and after some left aside for the kids and for taxes, the rest of the money goes to the foundation. Melinda and I work hard all the time to make sure that money goes to help those most in need. Well, then you're doing a better job than the government ever could. You know, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation gives billions of dollars away. If they give that same amount of money to the government, what will happen to that money? I can tell you what will happen. They will conduct experiments on, you know, uh, a shrimp on a treadmill. They will, uh, they will put a runway in an area where there's no need for an airport. And uh, even worse, they will do a study, another study on why are lesbians fat. Oh, boy, I'll tell you, one year later and we're still, you know, just trying to figure out how this happened and why it happened in Parkland. Tomorrow, um, I'm going to do something very different for me. I'm going to uh, invite listeners to call in and talk about this year, what it was like uh, to experience the horrific tragedy um, it, at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, how it has impacted your life, your thinking, your attitudes towards everything from uh, the Second Amendment to how many magazines. We've got another bill being offered by some of the legislators from this neck of the woods, uh, banning uh, 15 um, round magazines, which, by the way, the shooter didn't use. He had uh, 10 round magazines when he walked into that school. Um, so, it, it, whatever. 
And apparently we now are pretty sure, I mean, uh, Senator Rubio has hinted around about this and others have said some things that have led me to believe that uh, the gun gun jammed. And that's one of the reasons that um, it wasn't even worse than it was. Um, And a source that's not authorized to speak on the record to the Miami Herald said that he struggled during the onslaught either due to the weapon jamming or because he fumbled trying to reload it so that in fact could have been uh, could have been an important uh, saving grace for someone not the 17 who perished that day or the 15 who were wounded that day or the you know, hundreds and hundreds of friends and family members and fellow students that are forever changed by that day. So, uh, well, we will open up, I will open up the phones tomorrow during my time on the air to allow people to call in. Um, I, I, we're not going to entertain silly calls, though. You know, this is an opportunity for people to talk about this issue. And, uh, and, and you can feel however you feel about uh, gun legislation, and I will allow you to speak as long as it's a respectful conversation, but we're not going to play tomorrow. It's a very serious day. Um, and, that's, and that's me, and, and trust me, I know how to control these things, which is primarily why I don't take um, calls, because who wants to have to control them? But I think tomorrow it's important to let you have a voice in in this and uh, and that's going to what what hobo and i are going to endeavor to do to do endure be probably be a bit of enduring that's true um and and if anybody i know that people from the back are listening some of the programming people we will need someone to be in here or in the uh, adjacent room to answer the phones because we can't do everything we, we look like we can do everything, but we really can't. And, uh, and there's plenty of reasons to have someone to do that. Uh, is this live with the president? He is with the Colombian or, yeah, he's with the Colombian president. They're talking about uh, Venezuela, which might be relevant. Can we join this? Just starving. Yeah, people starving in Venezuela. And it just shows what can happen with the wrong government. You have the wrong government, bad things happen. But you have many, many people that are in really trouble for just hunger. And so we are delivering and we're sending tremendous amounts of food and other things, supplies. If I, if I, Mr. President, if I, may, if I may add to that, I think we, we have to give a very strong message to the dictatorship. Obstructing the access of humanitarian aid is a crime against humanity. And we have to ensure that the humanitarian aid gets to the Venezuelan people, and Colombia is highly committed to receive humanitarian aid from the U.S. and other countries so that it can access Venezuela and help the Venezuelan people face Well, we haven't uh, gotten it yet. We'll be getting it. We'll be looking for landmines, because you could have that, you know. It's been known to happen before to people. Uh, but we have not gotten it yet. It'll be sent to us at some point, and we'll take a very serious look at it. Uh, we have a lot of things happening right now. We're building a lot of wall right now with money that we already have. And uh, when people see what we're doing, I think they'll be very surprised. We're doing a lot of work, and we have planned to do a lot of work. But I have not seen it yet. 
I appreciate all the work the Republicans have done because they're really going against a radical left. It's a radical left. And they're going against it very hard and they're fighting. But we're in very good shape and uh, we're going to take a look at it when it comes. I don't want to see a shutdown. Shutdown would be a terrible thing. Uh, I think a point was made with the last shutdown. People realized how bad the border is, how unsafe the border is. And I think a lot of good points were made, but I don't want to see another one. There's no reason for it. And we're going to look at the legislation when it comes, and uh, I'll make a determination then. Actually, it will be regardless of what I do. You know, we already have, as you know, a lot of money where we're building existing wall with existing funds. Uh, but I have a lot of options. Just like we do with Venezuela, we have on the border. And we have a lot of options and a lot of things are happening, very positive things. You know, uh, the numbers are almost $23 billion, which you don't report too often. It's about an 8% increase over last year. So if you look at the total funding, it's over, it's almost up to $23 billion. It's about 8% higher. Uh, the border area is happening. It's going to happen at a really rapid pace. We're giving out contracts right now, and we're going to have a great wall. It's going to be a great, powerful wall. People will not be able to get through that wall very easily. And uh, I think you see that. I think you see it happening. It's very important. It'll also have technology. It'll have drones. It'll have everything else we have. If you look at the other elements, ICE funding uh, will be complete. We have other things happening, which people aren't talking about, but we've got a lot of funds for a lot of other things. But with the wall, they want to be stingy. But we have uh, options that uh, most people don't really understand. Mr. President, are you considering sending 5,000 troops to Colombia? Uh, you'll see. And yes. will you what be willing to offer the other Are you answering that? Any other questions? Will the Colombian president allow that? Say it. Mr. President, when are you visiting Colombia? I'll be visiting. I'll, I really will want to. Really I want to visit Colombia. I look forward to visiting. We're You're working very, very closely on the drug situation. Mr. President, would you consider an amnesty to Maduro? For Maduro? Or exile? Uh, something we haven't thought of. You're something we haven't thought of. Is this proposal to use El Chapo money to pay for the well, it's always interesting. Anything <laughs> Ted does is interesting. So is that that's certainly an interesting one. What that means that we're going to Colombia's drug policy? Yeah, I, I, we are working together so that uh, Colombia eradicates some of what they're growing in Colombia. I wouldn't say that at this moment you're ahead of schedule, but hopefully you will be but, at but, some but sometime me, in the near future. But let me mention something to that question, Mr. President. In the first four months of our administration, we have eradicated 60,000 hectares, more than was eradicated in the previous eight months. We have a goal, and we will commit to that goal, because it is our moral duty to have Colombia free of illegal crops and free of narco-trafficking. We have to deliver, we will deliver, because it is our moral duty. Mr. President, I, I just want to say before uh, before you leave, the economy is doing incredibly well. Numbers are uh, really high, really good. We have a big team of people, very talented people, over in China right now, uh, negotiating on the China deal. It's going along very well. We'll see what happens, but I think it's going along very well. They're showing us tremendous respect and something which a lot of countries didn't used to show the United States. They're showing us respect now. Big difference from the old days, I will tell you that. So uh, 
The deal with China is going very well. The economy is doing fantastically. You saw the Gallup poll that came out, 69% or so say they're going to be in better shape next year than even this year, and they're very happy right now. Uh, and that's the best numbers they've had in 16 or 17 years. Uh, but the economy is strong. We have a lot of companies coming into the United States. They want to come into the United States. So we have a lot of good things happening. And the wall is being built as we speak. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. They're still screaming out questions, but the president has apparently decided to end this press conference with the president of Colombia, who says we're doing as good a job as we can, but we'll do a better job with the uh, narcotics trafficking in our country. So that's good news, you know. Um, I believe so many of our drugs do come from Colombia, particularly the uh, Coke uh, that is just, a you know, a, a scourge, a plague on society. Oh, there's a new study out. I don't know if I found this, uh, about what marijuana actually does to the brain of teenagers. Um, do I really have to explain that to anybody? I mean... I think that one's pretty obvious. Did you know that 70% of school districts' newest students are immigrants whose legal status is unknown in a Baltimore, Washington area school district? A recent Baltimore Sun report said that the 5,000 new students jamming Baltimore County schools in the past five years of the 5,000, 3,500 are recent immigrants or children whose families speak another language. That has helped to double the percentage of students who speak English as a second language, part of a national trend. And WBAL-TV in Baltimore said that there has been a 130% surge of students enrolled in ESOL over the past 10 years, up 12% in the past year alone. The Sun said that the addition of new and mostly immigrant students is enough to fill a new school every single year. It also said that the system does not know the legal status of the new students and that under a 1982 Supreme Court decision, all students have to be accepted. It has put great pressure on the system's ESOL program and prompted the county, which surrounds Baltimore, to scramble to hire more teacher with second language skills. Most are from Central America, but the Sun added that a sizable minority are from Nigeria. And that is the trend. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Enjoy Friday night dinners at the American German Club. Doors open at 5 p.m. every Friday night of the year. Dinner, dessert, and coffee services are optional, sir, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. only. There's a live band from 7 to 11 playing ballroom, standards, party music, and German traditional. Full bar with liquor and wine, including German and domestic beers on tap. $10 for admission and dinner is just $12. Visit AmericanGermanClub.org for more information. I like that song. Anyway, um, go Vermont. Vermont's Democrat-controlled legislature seeks to codify no limits right to kill babies. Vermont may already be the most abortion-friendly state in the nation. There are no restrictions in state law, but a bill to put unfettered access in writing has raised alarm about sanctioning late-term procedures and opening the door to another Kermit Gusnell. Wow. H-57, which went before the state's House Judiciary Committee, would prohibit regulations that interfere with an individual's right to choose and forbid the prosecution of any individual for performing or attempting an abortion. 
The companion bill S-25 adds that health care workers performing or assisting with a legal abortion procedure shall not be subject to any civil, criminal, or administrative liability and penalty. Planned Parenthood says, trust us. Oh, I'm telling you, yes, this is too much. It's just too much. What is happening to us? What is happening to us? That is important. By the way, why do you think Jesse Smollett just hired the same PR firm that Harvey Weinstein hired after the allegations against him came out? Sunshine Sachs firm. Yes, yes, yes. They're the same PR firm that uh, the that uh, defended or tried to deflect the attacks from Harvey Weinstein. Why would someone who was a hate crime victim need such a heavy PR firm? Uh, And the answer is, how is it that Joyce is always right? No, just just being a little obnoxious. But something was wrong with that story from the very beginning, and it looks like it's more wrong than it was before. Um, this afternoon, I'll get to go home and watch this interview where he uh, cries with uh, Gail King, um, and hopefully that'll um, either convince me or confirm my worst suspicion. Uh, my, um, the vice president, Mike Pence, th- says that Congress should expel Ilhan Omar over the anti-Semitic tweet. Um, she should be expelled or censured. According to the vice president, he tweeted that on Tuesday night. Omar's tweets were a disgrace and her apology was inadequate. Anti-Semitism has no place in the United States Congress, much less the Foreign Affairs Committee, Pence wrote. Those who engage in anti-Semitic tropes should not just be denounced. They should face consequences for their words. With his tweet, Pence added his voice to the growing calls for the freshman Democratic congresswoman from Minnesota to be ousted from Congress. You can't oust her. She's elected. Um, You can censure her and you can remove her from committees, but you can't oust a duly elected uh, congressperson for being an idiot. Because if you could do that, they'd all be out. Um, Trump, like Pence, felt her apology was inadequate. Trump said what she said is so deep-seated in her heart that her lame apology, and that's what it was, it was lame and she didn't mean a word of it was just not appropriate vice president prince will be meeting with prime minister benjamin netanyahu on thursday in warsaw and you know i didn't get to the story about the anti-semitism the rise of anti-semitism in france i mean it is so bad now it's up like 400 percent over the last couple of years um it is not safe to be a jew in france anymore and if we allow um, these these haters to engage in anti-Semitism uh, in in full view of the public and actually representing the people who live in the state of uh, Minnesota or at least in that congressional district, I think we do a tremendous disservice um, to ourselves. So she should be censured. My opinion is she should be stripped of that uh, foreign relations committee cha- um, committee seat. And put somebody on there who understands that uh, Israel is our ally. I know. That's my opinion. So thank you for your time this time. Until next time, I will be back tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Make sure you remind all your friends and loved ones that I have moved. 
from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Thank you for your time this time. Until next time, I will be back tomorrow, if it be his will, and he delays his coming. Thank you, Hobo. Most of all, thank you for listening. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America.